Rolling, rolling, rolling. I just got to remember how to use the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep, not... Just keep your legs forward so you don't roll backwards yeah. <laughs> downhill. <laughs> That'd be a pretty funny outtake. <laughs> All the way down the hill. As long as you don't run into the camera. Mm -hmm. Things expensive. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Absolutely. What is very still today? Good day for an episode talking about meditation. Man, what do you know? Get out of there. I'm gonna have to use your, your punch and lighter. I didn't bring anything. You need a stick? Yeah. Love nature provides. It was stuck in there good. Save that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, sure. Well, pretty stable. I don't think I'll go back unless I get too excited. Then I might. Well, all you non top heavy people. <laughs> Oh, very nice, very nice. I think I say that every episode when we finally sit down, put the stogie in the mouth and have a drink. Don't say that much going to work. Oh, it's like, take a deep breath and be like, hmm, this is nice. I like it. <laughs> It's more of a, I can make it. <laughs> I can make, I can make it. it. I think I can do this. <laughs> Good thing none of your bosses watch this show. <laughs> Man, I didn't know he disliked his job that much. <laughs> Talk about a sensing session. <laughs> Would you tell me how you really feel? So the family, we've been watching a home improvement, which my oldest son thinks is hilarious, just dying. <laughs> but what it is, what we just did miss that show. made me think of it because mm -hmm. him and his wife get all, she, she gets all mad at him. It's like, how can you not talk to me, but you can go on air and tell the entire world your problems. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, it just made me laugh. Cause when, when you just said that, it's like, <laughs> It's like, oh, it's easier when no one's actually watching until yeah. all nine yeah. of our subscribers, four of them being us and our family. Right. Actually, all nine being us and our family. Uh, very true. Might have to actually start watching what we say a little bit. I mean, I don't. No. You do. Yeah. <laughs> 
True. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. I do have a little bit more of a filter right now. Yeah. Not for long. The wheels are in motion. Yeah. I'm not sure how the steering wheel's pointed, but the wheels are in motion. We're moving. <laughs> We're moving, just don't know where. Oh, oh see, almost forgot to set a timer. Oh. Don't even remember what button on my watch is a timer. There it is. It's, it's been a little while, but it's been good. What have we done? 10, 12 episodes, 10, 12 filmings. So I think with this, it'll be in our recently found lost fifth episode. Yes. <laughs> that will actually be 13. That will be able wow. to. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 13, I think. Which considering it's almost, it's one a month if they are all there. Has it been a year? Not yet. Mm. So, I mean... I was thinking it was getting pretty close. Um, it would be like January, I think. It's a good time to start anything up here in the mountains. January. Oh, yeah, when it's freezing. <laughs> Just make it as hard as possible. Yeah. That's going uh, right up your nose. That's okay. I just get... I get you a little bit of yours, a little bit of mine. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Nicaraguans this time. Watch your mouth. Come on. Yes, man. yes, yes. Be all racy. <laughs> Bahia blue. Racy, that's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These Bahia blues are pretty good. Inexpensive cigar, but it's nice. Yeah, pronounce that for me. Arganese. 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 Handmade. Long filler. And I already thought I was going to have enough issues pronouncing things with the prep for this episode. I was looking up mm. the origin of the word meditate and all the different languages, you know, where it comes from. And I'm just like, but. Uh, cool this is going to be fun <laughs> let's butcher this on yeah. on the internet we haven't really done any uh overlay of text mm -hmm. much so maybe this is a good episode to start with i could do that anything we butcher yeah just have it pop up in the corner i can do yeah that. yeah This is the word I was trying to say. Yeah. I clearly didn't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> or I knew what I was trying to say, just not how. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And speaking of meditation that we're going to cover in this episode, this would be a good time right here, right now, to meditate for sure. That's a, wind's dead still. Got some angry squirrels in the background. Yeah. Other than that, there's no sound. Just the angry squirrels? Yeah, just them. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I do think that would be a good plan, though. Here, utilize the TP. Put a couple uh, 
earthen meditation cushions in there. Mm -hmm. Meditate. <laughs> this is actually a spot I want to build my dry cabin. That's going to be our mm. our meditation cabin or study cabin where it's yeah one chair, two chairs top, books, little loft. So when I want to get away from the house that's 100 yards away, yep. <laughs> just come down here. Dip me if you need me, but yep. otherwise. Maybe even soundproof it. Yeah. <laughs> and then just run one light, one cord, electrical cord down to a light. And then if my wife or kids need me, they just flip a switch. Light comes on, and I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll be right up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've been tempted to, you know, do something like that with room or something like a recording. Meditating. Mm -hmm. Just flick the light on with the sign outside the yeah. door that says meditating. <laughs> and if I'm going in for a 45-minute meditation, have a clock timer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like... Oh, okay, yeah. My question can wait 10 minutes. My uh, my boys, since we've started recording and have all the equipment, they've wanted to start recording different things. And then <laughs> my youngest is really into editing stuff. and uh, My oldest started getting into trying to recreate some of the videos he's seen on YouTube and different things. Mm -hmm. And his brother kept walking in the room, you know, interrupting. And I'm like, buddy, just make a filming in progress sign. Tape it to your door. Yep. So, so he did. <laughs> And then uh, Perfect. we just made sure that his younger brother just kind of went and did something else. It was just funny. Good idea. Mentioning that, I'm like, dude, just make a sign. It's yep. fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. It's, it's nice to be quiet. Mm-hmm. You don't realize, I mean, even right now, this Sunday morning, we didn't have anything planned this morning except for coming out here. And so all the kids are kind of getting up, milling around. Me and my wife just slept in a bit and hanging out, making some coffee. Just not much going on. So as most days of the week go, you know, this one of the slowest start days like it is for most people, I think. But even that, sitting down like this right now, mm -hmm. lighting a stick and having some good drink and not talking for a minute. <laughs> even a Sunday morning can be just the mind's running. Yeah. And you're doing things, and even if though it's a slower pace than a Monday morning for some, it, it's still to sit and listen to nothing and to quiet the mind is still bringing it back farther. Mm -hmm. Really kind of makes you think about the you know, time being relative as well. I think that's one of the big things with meditation is you you really get quiet. Mm -hmm. You really slow time down. And it you really get into that more focus. Even if you thought, well, yeah, I'm moving slow. It's easy day, easy morning. 
no big deal. There's nothing stressing, no big do-outs or anything. But still the mind's going. Yeah. It's just huge benefit, I think. That's just one of them. I mean, focus, I think, for me, starting meditation is, and meditation becomes such a big thing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually kind of entered into the Western world, you know, getting more mainstream or whatever. But, um, but for me, it's been, it's been focus. Yeah. has really been the biggest. There's a lot of benefits, you know, that I've seen, but I think focus is one of the biggest, uh, slowing, taking the time to slow down and focus a bit and not like focus necessarily on a problem, you know, that I, so that I can solve it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like work. Yeah. <laughs> but more of a mental, emotional focus of bringing everything into line without being too obtuse out here. You know, just my emotions are lining up with my mental and, and where I am like physically being here and not being at work tomorrow in my mind, Mm -hmm. having a conversation with somebody that's not here, you know, that being present, it's like bringing the body, soul and spirit all into alignment. Yeah. One, like you're talking about with time, it's also bringing them into the same, how do I say? Bringing them into the present, so you're bringing everything into the same timeline. Yeah. Your, your mind will get into the past or the future. Yep. Your body's always stuck in the present. Mm-hmm. And then your spirit's eternal. It's who you are. And it's like, what are you even doing right now? <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's bringing everything into yeah. the present. It's lining everything up into the, the same timeline. Right. You know, I mean, there's been a few different movies where you see people fractured in time and they're, you know, pulled in all different directions. And I think that's a perfect example of the way most people live every moment of their life. Being fractured in time, pulled in multiple directions, multiple timelines. Wow, that's huge. Now that the multiverse is becoming a popular thing, I think people have a better visualization of that. Yeah, it's very true. That's... I'm sitting here trying to think, uh, how do you put that into words? The benefit of bringing your spirit, soul, and body into the same time frame. And you, it's hard to put into words the benefit of that. Well, I mean, it's, you know, everybody's had a stressful moment where they feel like they've been at work, family, whatever, pulled in a million directions. Mm Mm-hmm. And some people just operate in that all the time. Mm-hmm. Meditation is is the time you set aside to pull yourself back into a singular direction, so that you can then focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it makes it so you can actually operate again. Yeah, function as a fully intact human being. <laughs> What's well, like Spiritual for the, and body. the yeah. longest time people are like, you know, on a, on a resume that, you know, I'm a great multitasker. 
Mm -hmm. And now all the research that comes out, it's like, you put that on your resume, and for most corporate places, they're going to look at that and be like, hmm, there's no such thing as a great multitasker. Mm -hmm. There's a great shifter. You can shift quickly between tasks. Right. Right. But you can't do more than one task at yeah. a time well. Mm-hmm. You can do five tasks okay if you're really good. Mm-hmm. Or you can do one task really well, and then you're able to shift from task to task. Yeah. But you Transition. can't do it. Yeah. And, and like I said, it used to be a, and it still is for people who are, I don't want to say uneducated, but aren't up with the, like that corporate new corporate mindsets. Right. Right. It used to be this big thing. Oh, I'm a great multitasker. And you put that mm-hmm. on your resume and now it's more of, I can do one thing really well at a time and I can yeah. shift really quickly. Yeah. You know, that's, oh, okay. Well that not only do they understand that you can't do more than one thing at once, you know, mm-hmm. at a time, but, oh, they, they know that. And now they're saying, you know, they can focus well and they can shift well. That's what mm-hmm. we're looking for. Exactly. And, but that's staying present. That's staying, you know, singular, you're lined up in whatever your task is. And then you're able to shift direction into a new task or a different task. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That's staying in a singular timeline. Organized more than being scatterbrained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you really, I mean, to do well on a task, you've got to bring everything in. You got to bring is you know, everything all of your being into it to really do it well Mm -hmm. um, and not be so scattered. Yeah, there's a a number of studies that have been done on how much people actually work in the typical workplace. Yeah. And yeah, and it's ding, new email. So you jump over to that and answer that or don't answer the, you know, the email and all these little things dinging off get so scattered that there's no actual productivity or very little productivity. Like an eight hour, I forget what it is, but eight hour a day, you have like three hours of actual productivity, mm-hmm. you know, something along those lines. And and that's not not what we want. Not that productivity is everything. Well, I want to just live scattered. That's. I mean, it isn't not certain worlds. Productivity yeah. is everything, right? And even, I mean, even in personal life, like I want to be productive in whatever is important. You know, when we're mitigating the property, I want to make progress. Yeah. You know, if I spend four hours cutting stuff, I want to see that I've actually mm-hmm. done something. Yeah. I don't want to spend of those four hours two of them fixing my chainsaw because yeah. of whatever. And then it's like, well, <laughs> great. I spent four hours at this and I got next to nothing done or not yeah. nearly as much yeah. as I wanted to get done. Progress is a better word for it. <clears throat> yes. Um, yeah. Cause we want to keep moving forward in whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you know, getting into doing woodworking where I've, I've done like carpentry stuff or construction stuff and, trying to get more creative with it, mm-hmm. which I do have a creative mind. I think I always thought I did anyways, <laughs> until I try and put it to doing something with wood. And <laughs> so I had, to, I, my neighbors gave me these really cool, they're, um, opened up knots. So pieces of Aspen that had a knot in the center of the knot fell out. And when they were chopping their mm-hmm. wood, they broke apart and they're like, Oh, these look cool. We, maybe you can do something with them. And nice. I was like, awesome. 
And then I had this idea of making a little wooden bird and putting it in the knot hole and then mm. kind of finishing mm-hmm. it up where you could just hang it on your wall and you have this little bird in a knot in, yeah. from a tree. And I'm like, oh, it's, and I could see it, you know, I'm like, that's so cool. And then I get out there and I'm like, okay, how the crap am I going to do this? <laughs> so I just start playing with it. And, uh, I had an idea. I thought I had an idea of what to do and I'm doing it and I'm sanding, and I'm getting like, you know, dusty and I'm getting there and I'm looking at this thing. And I'm like, well, that looks like garbage. <laughs> it's a Picasso bird. <laughs> no, even worse than that. <laughs> It was like a third grader bird, third grade wood shop if they had that. But um, so I kind of got frustrated and I'm like, ah, this is stupid. You know, tossed it aside, went inside because my wife was going to be home soon. And I had to check on my youngest because God knows what he was doing. <laughs> and, uh, and as I'm walking from my shop to my house, I, I, I think it was John Maxwell was talking about. And I wish I, I should have looked this up to know exactly who he's talking about but he's a composer for like uh, movie scores and uh, i don't know if he does like symphonies or things like that but he's one of the most recognized composers and uh he's done i looked him up after i heard john maxwell talk about him and he just has just a list Hmm. of movies like some of the best if if i named the movies off you'd be like oh wow yeah you know just just amazing composer and something that he said was that they're like, how do you do it? And he's just like, I write something every single day. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm inspired or if I'm, you know, I know what I'm going to do or I'm trying to do something, no matter what I write something every day. And sometimes Mm. it's good. And sometimes it's trash and I'm loosely paraphrasing, but that was the gist of it. Yeah. You know, no matter what he would get and he would compose something. Hmm. And so then I'm hmm. like, okay, so no matter what, I'm going to try and implement into trying to do something with yeah. wood every day. Mm-hmm. And if it looks like trash, oh, well, I mean, yeah. again, I've never done it before, so I shouldn't expect that I'm just going to walk into it and be like, this is amazing. Oh. Look at how perfect I am. Why do, why do we expect that? I have it's no like, idea. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. But <laughs> yep. so then I went back later and <clears throat> tried to make this picasso bird look like an actual (laughs) bird which then it did it turned out to look nothing like a bird and i'm using a sander and a bandsaw and i'm just trying to get a rough shape and then bring it into a shape and then Mm -hmm. it ended up looking like a weird bedpost topping (laughs) (laughs) like like something that you'd see on the top of a bedpost or a a, 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 like wrought iron fence you know and i was like everybody that drives by is like hmm yeah. wonder what that is. Yeah, what's that supposed to be? Isn't that abstract? <laughs> and my wife being so loving and supporting comes down and and uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, is that the bird? I'm like, well, it was. I don't know what the hell it is now. <laughs> and she's like, and that's when she saw the same thing. And it looks like it should be on the top bedpost. I take it. I'm like, it's crap. <laughs> like threw it. Throw it on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, shakes her head at me and she's like, you're going to get there. And I'm like, I know. It's just frustrating. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was funny because that quote came to mind right away mm-hmm. and it's just you know like the holy spirit's just like dude what do you calm down yeah. you know yeah. and of course i'm like well you gave all the people at the beginning of time all these great skills and they were just able to do <laughs> stuff you don't yeah. talk about them practicing can i have one talent <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah that's to have that kind of insight that comes from 
slowing down mm-hmm. and having a slower life and um, I'm trying to write something along those same lines uh, same thing this uh, last week heard somebody say something very dramatic about writers great epiphany said writers write brilliant <laughs> woodmakers make wood wood you know creators of whatever mm-hmm. jewelers jewel is mm-hmm. that a yeah sure but yeah the writers right doing that every day it's like if i want to be a writer write something every day just like you were saying that's mm-hmm. and and keep working it well, that's like my sister, one of my sisters, she's a writer. And the sheer amount of effort and education she puts it, educating herself that mm-hmm. she puts into it, I would have never, ever known. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in you read a book and you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. This person's talented. <laughs> and even if it's like, oh, they've had failures. And then finally they wrote the book that, yeah. you know, did well. But like my sister goes to conventions, she reads articles, mm-hmm. she follows other uh, writers in her genre and or just that she enjoys and reads up on tips and techniques yeah. and all of this stuff, educating herself on how to be a better writer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just thought you had to know how to spell stuff, <laughs> punctuate, <laughs> have a good story mm-hmm. and put it on paper. Yeah. There's all this, yeah. Lots how to build that. your characters and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. That's why I'm not a writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But things I just would have never known. Um, yeah. And then even getting into now, it's like I got some of the tools that, you know, that I'm like, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need this in my workshop. Mm-hmm. And then I get there and I'm like, huh, I can't do what I want to with this. Like I thought I could. Great. And and just, just in case you ever plan on building or, you know, building out a, a woodworking workshop, Pretty much everything starts at $500. <laughs> That's entry level. It's just, I'm like, oh, I want to get, uh, you know, a this. Oh, well, 500, 500 bucks. bucks. Oh, what about that? <laughs> oh, it's like five, 700 bucks. I want to, mm-hmm. oh, okay. That's, you know, that's great. Yep. Everything's at that mark. It's just, and there's cheaper ones, but I'm like, I don't want to get something yeah. that's going to break on me. I'm and get quality. I think the cheapest thing I have was like 130, 150. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, and that thing's doing great. It's a belt sander, but everything else is just right around that. It's like four, I'll say four to a thousand. Yeah. In that area. And I, <laughs> I wanted to get, I was looking at, I was, got inspired to make a cutting board, you know, cause those are real difficult. <laughs> <clears throat> Turns out they're not as easy as you think, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, I did it from a live piece of wood. And all I have is a sander and I'll have a planer. I was like, I need a planer. I look it up. It's like 550. Yeah. I told my wife, we need to get a planer. She's like, what do you need a planer for? And I looked at her and I'm like, really searching hard. <laughs> and, and all I had was, so I can make cutting boards. <laughs> and she just looks at me I'm like, okay, well, I know there's more uses, but currently I just needed to finish this one project. <laughs> and then I start looking at all the different things you can do with them. And I'm like, ha, see, I do need this. <laughs> <laughs> she's thinking okay ten dollar cutting boards yeah. i could get a lot of cutting boards for 500 bucks yeah buy them and stamp it and sell it as our own <laughs> yeah. yep but. for sure anything of 
anything of value, any dream that you have doing. I, <laughs> there's a huge epiphany. It takes a lot of time and work to get there. Yeah, who'd have thought? Yeah. And for which, one of the things that I've always been lacking in that is a long-term focus. I need to focus long-term on staying with that. Mm-hmm. Instead of inadvertently thinking, okay, this is something I'd be interested in. I try to make a bird. I can't make a bird. Okay, I'm not talented in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I mean, think about that as... Thank you. Yes, sir. In our spiritual lives, or in, in just in everyday life, but specifically our spiritual lives, or as we should call it, real life, <laughs> how much, I mean, for anybody who's going to be like, I'm going to start meditating, and it's going to, you know, I've read up all these things, it's going to be so f- beneficial to my <laughs> spirit, body, and soul, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. All true. And then you meditate for... 10 minutes and you're like, okay, 20 minutes. And you're like, okay. And then you do that a couple of times. You're like, it's stupid. It doesn't work. Mm -mm. Quiet your mind. What the hell? I just sat there and thought about work for 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) This, this doesn't work. No, just some kind of new age guru crap. Mm -hmm. And I love how they call it new age when it's been around and did a little bit of research since, uh, and I use everything when it comes to dating loosely because Lord only knows when it actually started. Sure, yeah. But the general consensus at this current time is around 300 BC. Mm. And it's credited to the the Buddhists. Yeah. Um, And we're back from the hard stop. Uh, Almost had it right on my... I was about one minute on my watch I thought we had left. But at least you didn't see me almost fall trying to get out of the chair, so... (laughs) It would have been in the blooper reel. Ah, that have been right at yes. the beginning. And all the very religious people said, see, he said Buddhist. Yeah. And, and it cut off. And the camera turned right off. That was God. God. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, what was I talking about? Cleaning the uh, torch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's like. I think it's cold, too. Yeah. True. But, yeah, so credited to the Buddhists mm-hmm. and uh, that's where I picked it up from mm-hmm. you know that time of life when I really needed some to find some peace and some stability and uh, some sanity quite frankly and how to deal with some traumas Yeah, and just random searches for meditation stuff, meditation apps, guided meditations, whatever. I knew zero about any of it. Um, and then get on the Thich Nhat Hanh, Buddhist monk. Uh, they got that stuff dialed in pretty well. You can do it. <laughs> Come on. I'm listening, torch. I swear. Come on, Torch. Just cleaned it this morning. I think you're right, though. It is cold. 
gentle breeze started blowing and it dropped temperature a bit. I think I can bring it back. Yeah, smoke it a bit. So let me pull out my little bit of research so I can butcher some words. <clears throat> so Yeah, that's it's credited to you ready for this? Come on. Theravada, Theravada. Okay. So origins of the origin of meditation. The Theravada, maybe. Most commonly accepted uh, name of the Buddhists. Oldest exi existing school, again, quote-unquote, according to this guy on Wikipedia <clears throat> and a couple other places. but uh, And it was dated to Sri Lanka in 300 B.C., hmm. which is around the same time that the oldest version of the uh, uh, Tao Te Ching was written. Yeah. And they found that on some bamboo tablets in China in the... Um, Gaudian, Gaudian tombs in Jingmen, Hubei province. Okay. Yep. I totally agree. <laughs> and it was around the same time. So around 300 mm -hmm. BC. Yeah. Good little while back. Probably the first time we actually needed it well and so after i think it's jim wallace his books that i've uh listened to i think two or three of them and his is you know is an apologetist and he's talking about all the evidence for um christ's existence and and whatnot but he goes through and lays out and i think we've talked about this but lays out all the different religions main uh main religions that throughout time and how uh, they all came up through them. The expectation of what God was and what he'd be able to do was built, mm -hmm. which got me thinking that <clears throat> 300 years, give or take before Christ was born, meditation became started to become something. Mm. I'm like, I wonder if there's a reason for that. Yeah. That, that, yeah. you know, we needed 300 years <laughs> to mm -hmm. be able to, to, to get introspective and uh, get quiet. It took 300 years to introduce it into the people right. to be able to start learning how to get quiet. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. And quiet on the inside, because there's a lot of people who are quiet on the outside. Mm -hmm. Who were screaming on the inside. Screaming, yep. Exactly. Have being able to especially when it becomes a well developed practice, like mm -hmm. you were talking about with the woodwork. It, this is a practice. Meditation is a practice. I mean everyone I would say hands down knows that intuitively because yeah, you sit down and and get physically quiet for a minute and see what the brain does. Oh, it's so loud. It, it's yeah. <laughs> it's like I need to be doing something to quiet my brain. Yeah. Brain can be louder than anything we do in life. <clears throat> so seeing the the uh the benefit of that 
mean, that's, you know, some of these things, like Shane, I, I'm just thinking, you know, with Jesus coming, we needed to be in a position where we could contemplate mm -hmm. something a little deeper and really think about some of these, you know, what he talked about, Sermon on the Mount, all of his teaching in the Gospels and and others. It's We've got to be able to quiet the brain enough to to really contemplate these things and get them down like Jesus was always trying to do, get it on a heart level. Yeah, it's not about your physical action or your outward yeah. appearance. It's about what's going on on the inside. Right. And then people come along and screw it up, make religions out of crap. Mm-hmm which is religion is just the inventing way to slavery and bondage. Well, that's for sure. And you're trying to create a, a spiritual experience and a spiritual life through physical means. And that's never going to happen. It's just religion is the enemy mm -hmm. for sure. So to get quiet and contemplate, to think on these things is good. It does bring things to a heart level and not just a behavioral modification. Yeah. Well, and it was interesting too, because the definition of meditation, and I'm not going to go through them all because it's just going to be a bunch of words I can't say, <laughs> but, uh, they may or may not be on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. So instead of trying to say the word, but in Sanskrit, it means I judge or estimate. Abstan, Abstan, hmm. is physician. Greek is to be mindful of, think about, to rule or ruler. Latin, to reflect or to think, think or reflect on, consider, measure, uh, moderate. And then this is interesting, to heal, give medical attention to or cure. That's... That's interesting. And then to judge, mind thinking, or measure out. So all the normal things you'd think meditate means. Mm -hmm. But then to heal, give medicine, medical attention to, or cure. Mm -hmm. That's that along with what you said before that with the rule. Mm -hmm. It is ruling your inner self your true self mm -hmm. but it's ruling that that in that mental space really I, I think it's bringing that mental under control ruling that mental so that you can what you were just saying the heal mm -hmm. be able to heal yourself yeah so it's not just sometimes in your meditation sometimes when you're thinking you're you're measuring things out you're pondering them you know um where do I have that? Yeah. You're, you're ruling things. Is this good? Is this bad? Whatever you're reflecting, you're thinking, you're moderating, but to heal, give medical attention to cure. Most people, I don't think, except for in the East, yeah. really give it that quality. Yeah. And then I found yeah. it interesting. King James version, biblically, there's only 14 times the word meditate hmm. is used. And I think I looked it up. There was probably another handful of meditation. 
Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there's a bunch of times when it's referenced or it's used, but in a different word, meaning, sure. you know, something that meant meditation, mm -hmm. but, uh, specifically the word meditate was used 14 times from Genesis to first Timothy. And what I found really interesting out of those 14 times, nine of them, can you guess what book they were in? Hmm. Not Leviticus. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Psalms. Hmm. Psalm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine out of the 14 times the word meditate was used was in the Psalms. Our nine subscribers were just yelling at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Psalms, Psalms. <go>. You idiots. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but and if you think about it, I think, and I could be completely wrong because my very minimal knowledge, but the person that comes to mind somebody who is wholly holy not holy but completely focused on the father was david mm -hmm. and i got this this morning and i now i gotta look it up and do a little study out but it makes me wonder how much of the psalms were written by david after he screwed up mm. I don't think very many. No, after he screwed up. I don't. I would think that I there was. It, I would it, think that there would be well, more after he screwed up because after yeah, he screwed up. That'd be up, a good study. After he screwed up, his whole focus was on the father. Getting it right. Because he got mm -hmm. he got slacking. You yeah. know. Because early life he was, you know, there's just that purity of early life. Which Jesus talks about, you know, as a come as a little child, have faith like a little child. And but he, he had that purity coming up. But then after he screwed up. Well, and it wasn't away. until he was king that he was a, a warrior priest and a king. Mm -hmm. You know, because he, he was, as far as I know, aside from the actual designated priests who did all that they had to do so that they could, you know, um, have communion with the father. You know, they purify themselves, make the sacrifices, do this. They're the only ones allowed in this, the, the you know, the uh, innermost part of the temple. They, yeah. they had to do all of these things to be able to go into there without being struck down. Mm -hmm. And then there's David who just dances around naked because he just, yeah, he doesn't care. He's just so enveloped in the love of God. Yeah. Eats it, the show bread. Yeah. <laughs> and all that. Yeah. And that was before he was king too. Yeah. But. It was just the, his heart mentality towards the father. And even then he screwed up really good. I mean, yeah. Adultery, murder. It's good that's times. Pretty big screw. Ups. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what makes me wonder is I wonder, uh, you know, how much of the Psalms were written before mm -hmm. and then how much more after that, yeah. after he's forgiven and after he realizes that forgiveness. Mm hmm. How much more does he understand the love of the father for him? Yeah. And where would he have been had he not been in that meditative, contemplative? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, none of us get out of this life unscathed by our own screw-ups. Yeah. And that can weigh on you hard, especially when it involves somebody else. Yeah. I and mean, his are massive examples 
of the hurt that he caused to people. But we all hurt people. Yeah. Not because we want to necessarily, but it's, those are difficult things to get over and yeah. to get through. And talking about that with the meditation, what you said with the healing, that level of processing, traumas, whatever you want to call it, just internal things that that we're trying to deal with, whether it's hurting somebody else, something we did wrong, um, something that was done wrong to us, whatever it is. There's a lot of things that as humans we need to process and religion doesn't teach you how to process it in in whatever name you want to put on the religion. Of course, the one we know is Western Christianity, but it's it doesn't t- teach you how to process things. It 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 tells you what to do, but not how. But not how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's again no judgment. It's if you ask me how to forgive someone, I'm like, well, you know, you just mm-hmm. do stuff and things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, stuff and things. <clears throat> and I think the biggest thing that I've come to for myself that has worked for me is I don't focus on trying to forgive anyone. I just focus on my relationship with the father. My focus on trying to obtain a true understanding and a complete understanding of my identity in Christ and as a son of the father. Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing that, I become more like him. Mm -hmm. And the more I become like him, the less these other things even matter. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And that's not even when, I mean, that's not even taking into account when I start to think about the grand scheme of eternity, then I'm like, wow, does this stuff even matter? (laughs) Right. You know, does that person hurting me, betraying me even matter? Perspective is a massive thing. And hopefully I'll remember here in a minute to come back to it, but that's, that's massive. But just sitting here thinking about too, you know, both of us have been in war zones. Mm-hmm. We know, I mean, we haven't talked about this, but I'm sure we both know soldiers that were, had very traumatic things happen to them personally, mm-hmm. multiple times, seeing the most heinous things that humans can do to one another, the most vile, evil things. Mm-hmm. Um, they come out, come back home without any PTSD. Mm-hmm. They're able to process. And then there's a number that stayed in the fobs, had a relatively easy job, didn't see anything with their own eyes that was that traumatic, and they have PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I used to judge that but I don't anymore because it's, I see it as being able to process. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter what the trauma is. If a person's not able to process that somehow, and again, what the you know, very few religion really is lacking there. A lot of behavior modification doesn't really help yeah. in processing that, but really knowing how to, for that individual, so individualized, I think, how how do I 
process this. Mm -hmm. And it may be different than how I process a different kind of trauma. But I, I think that learning how to process, and it's what you were talking about a while ago too, it's hearing the spirit. Yeah. But if, like we said earlier, aligning spirit, soul, body to the same time frame, to the right now, and getting in that quiet space where we're listening to the spirit, who we truly are, mm -hmm. and that identity, knowing who we are, then the spirit itself can teach us individually how to process those things. I think that's a huge benefit and healing thing to meditation because it is so individualized. Yeah. It's like whatever things I'm trying to process, little, big, doesn't matter. I need to be able to have that meditation practice to where I'm a fairly good meditator Mm -hmm. where I know how to quiet the mind so whatever I'm going through it can process yeah and and heal that that's massive I think well and I, and I think I know we've talked about this before but it's like Jesus did it every day the son of yeah. God the perfect man the perfect being did it every day mm -hmm. and then when he was getting ready for the big stuff he did it even longer. Yeah. You know, that, that revelation yep. I got of everybody saying, oh, and when Satan came to Jesus, he was at his weakest. It's like, nah, man, he went, mm -hmm. he went and spent 40 days crucifying his flesh so that he could stand up, could stand mm -hmm. in that moment truly to who he was Yeah. and just toss the devil down. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not, I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I truly don't think I am that he was at his strongest in that moment because he had spent so much time communing with the father. Yep. How could you not walk into that moment as strong as you're ever going to be <clears throat> strong enough to endure what he endured? Mm -hmm. That's not from a place of weakness. No, <laughs> you know, and I, and that's I think, from a place of strength. And I, and I think that's a, a testament to what the East has really chased after mm -hmm. Eastern religions, Eastern practices, is, you know, these monks, they live their entire lives seeking and, and, um, you know, seeking that, that, that ability to meditate and completely mm -hmm. to where they're just in, you know, perfect peace. Yeah. And yep. imagine if we could do the same thing, but with, while chasing the true creator, which I'm not sure that they're not some of them because yeah. you're just not putting a label on who, who the creator is, is I think they're going to find them. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think some of them are really right there on the cusp of doing so. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, if we could just make the time for what's important, mm -hmm. we get so distracted by the physical important things our family making money. And even right now it's like, we're making it, you know, we're, we're back to living paycheck to paycheck by choice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I was sitting there looking and I'm like, okay, well I could go work here and make this much. And, and then I'm like, but then I'd have a full-time job. Yeah. And then I wouldn't have any time to actually get good at woodworking, which is what I believe I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I wouldn't have 
nearly as much time to be available for when our schedules can link up to do this. Right. Because now it's not just, uh, you know, hey, Ken, when are you free? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm free here. Ah, I got to work that day. And now it's now right. we're missing even more. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's not, it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. At least I don't believe it's what I'm supposed to be doing. But then also comes this great frustration of, it was like the other day, I'm sitting there, I have all day. Wife's uh, took one of our boys to go do something. I have my youngest, he's just hanging out. So I have all, uh, you know, I have eight, well, six hours to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And that's when I attempted the bird. And, and I'm just <laughs> like, I am, I have never been so lacking in motivation in my entire life. Mm. <laughs> I didn't want to do anything, but yeah. then I didn't want to do nothing. Cause then I yeah. sit down and I'm yeah. like, I don't want to sit here and do nothing, Right. but I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to do something. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that it looked like trash and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to do did something, something because woodworkers work wood. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to do something mm-hmm. and, you know, to, to encourage people who are making changes and, and it's not something. This is the first time when I've followed what I believe the father wants me to do where it hasn't been great. Hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with me and what I'm not doing when, when I should be doing something. And, but I also don't think I've latched on to what I'm supposed to be learning and doing in this time. Hmm. So when I went to the, when I went and worked at the jail, I knew that I was supposed to work there. I prepped for it mentally, physically. I knew I was supposed to be doing it. And then even after I was done doing it, it wasn't until I was done that I looked back and realized the bigger lesson and teachings that I got while I was mm-hmm. there. And then stepping into the next job, same thing. Knew I was yeah. supposed to be there. was excited. Man, it was blessed until it wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> which was my doing partially. Partially. And then I look back and... I look at so much of how I grew and what I learned mm-hmm. because if I hadn't have grown and learned how it turned out, I don't think I would have been in the place I am now. Mm-hmm. And then now I have more time than I've had since I was a child <laughs> and a young adult to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And I just can't pin it down. Yeah. Having so much time after living such a rigid, I mean, you could ask my, my wife, I work always came first Mm. and not first, first emergencies, family things, you know, but like holidays, birthdays, because working in law enforcement and things like in in Mm -hmm. military law enforcement and then security. Right. Holidays, weekends, you're working, you know, and it's just the lifestyle and everybody knows it and you're used to it. Exactly. Birthdays, if it ends up being on a day you can take off or it happens to be a weekend, it works out Mm -hmm. great. But now it's like. I can do whatever I want. I have so much mm-hmm. free time and I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think this is how, when people retire, they go through this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it can be traumatic because you're used to someone else dictating the schedule mm-hmm. and it's easy. Oh yeah. It's I have simple. to be there. <laughs> yeah. Got to go. Got to do this. And we don't have to think. Mm-hmm. It is a lot harder to think when you bring that into religion and everything else too. Oh Lord. Yeah. I didn't even Seek think about God that. for yourself. 
and not just whatever said from some stage of whatever flavor. Say, no, I, my relationship with God is my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I alone am responsible for it. Yep. And seeing how it grows. I mean, you said something about Eastern earlier. That's always, not always, just recently been the big crack up because you get pushback from uh, Western Christians, especially. Of you got to be careful with Eastern stuff. <laughs> okay, so I have to be careful with Jesus, yeah, because he was Eastern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, he, he was kind of from there. You religious hypocrite! Get away from me! Be gone! <laughs> Don't make me start flipping tables. <laughs> yes, I will flip this table right now. <laughs> you know it's funny, and I, I, I am not attacking pretty much every church at this point in history. I remember the first evangelical church I went to and they got a new building and they were building it out. And I remember when they put the coffee shop in and I was just like, I'm not a smart man, (laughs) (laughs) but the coffee shop and bookstore and trinkets. And I'm like, this jumps me and again not a very well versed especially at that time in the bible but i had heard i had read the scripture and heard the stories of when mm-hmm. jesus came in and flipping the tables and the tax collectors and the the people selling stuff and i'm just like yeah i understand why we're doing it mm-hmm. and i don't under and i don't disagree with it but man this just really feels like that moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> why do i want to flip a table and what's funny is you know the church i grew up in was you know, a, a cult by all definitions. Of oh, the word. yeah. Yeah. And I loved what we had there because we had potluck, you know, potlucks. Every, oh, yeah. Every single Saturday or Sunday. I don't even know. I think it was a Sunday. Yeah. And that was fellowship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> Doing some squats. No, no to squats. Warm up. Oh, there it is. Come on. It got really cold really fast. Yeah, it did. Well, it just dropped. <clears throat> I think oh. it went from the 40s to the low 30s. And now we're getting little snow pellets on oh, us. Oh, yep. It's going to be great. <clears throat> Here we go. And. But anyways, it was, you know, real fellowship. That is snow pellets. It is, yeah. Yeah. They're bouncing. Oh, first snow of the year. Yep. I knew it was going to happen. On camera. Yep. Definitely should have had a fire. <laughs> like this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> light it up. <laughs> Looks like it'll burn good. I think so. <laughs> uh. So, like we were just talking about off, off camera, what does meditation look like? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a... I think the reason it's spiritual is because everything, and by spiritual, I don't mean spiritual. <laughs> Not it's weird. Personal. Normal. Yeah, we are spirit. Yep. And we are individuals. And I think meditation is a personal, individual thing. Absolutely. And I think that the. I think guided meditations are good mm-hmm. for people that are trying to get into one way or another of meditating. Yeah. But I know our meditations, the way you do it and the way I do it are very different. Yeah. Yeah. My meditation time currently 
and for the last almost two years is when I'm driving because mm-hmm. it's aside from most of the time, if I'm in the bathroom, which even that's not guaranteed, right. somebody busts in at some point Right, is when I'm driving. And so mm-hmm. I'm driving, I turn on worship and pray in the spirit and, you know, seeing or praying the spirit, just depending on the moment in the song. And that's when I get, that's when I, you know, really hear him talk to me. Yeah. Yep. And that's for me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot, even, even Christians roll their eyes at me. Cause I'm like, I don't listen to anything, but Christian music. And it's not cause I don't like other music. I just don't get edified by any other music yeah. anymore. Yep. And I'm not talking old school hymns. Those do not edify me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to see me roll my eyes, sigh hard and fall asleep or leave the room, bring on yeah. some old hymns. <laughs> <clears throat> but I think that the Christian music industry is finally catching up to worship instead of, is admonishment the right word? Is that a word? I feel like that's the something. Right word. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, I don't know. It's that, and it's different for everyone. Sure. You know, I think the older crowd enjoys the older hymns mm-hmm. and and that's great. But for whatever me, floats your boat. Exactly. Man. Yeah. And whatever your meditation, mm-hmm. very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but just to dig in, uh, to yours a little bit more, what mm-hmm. is, what, what length of drive is that usually? What it, kind of time frame? At least 30 about? minutes. 30 minutes. Okay. Because yeah, I was going to say about that. Yeah. Cause it takes me usually about 15 minutes to get out. Cause things, it's really funny. They'll make me, they'll remind me of situations. Mm-hmm. So a line in a song will make me think of a situation I've been through mm-hmm. that I'm either still working through or gives the enemy opportunity to rise up some bitterness or something. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and then I'm thinking through it and then, and then I'm like, Oh, I'm distracted. And then, yeah. you know, and I get back. So usually about 15 minutes to get me focused, kind of settle the mind, not even focused to get me out of focus hmm. so that, that then I can that's, hear That's good. Cause I'm focused on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get me out of focus so that then he can direct where my focus should be, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, so 30 minutes is, I would say my minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably say an hour is about currently my maximum to where then I'll get, yeah. I'll get from un, uh, focused to unfocused to focused on what he wants me to be on to then done, mm-hmm. I guess like at, kind of at peace. Cause I, I just don't think I'm at a point where he can tell me more than one good thing at a time. Right. Yeah. That doesn't just blow me. You right. Know, just, okay. I, yeah. And now I'm just, I'm that I don't give me anything else. Cause that's going to, yeah. that's going to take up my whole human brain. Exactly. Eight pounds or whatever it is of it. I don't need five epiphanies. No, just give me one thing. <laughs> and even then it's like scratching the surface of that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is funny though. How, uh, there is an endpoint, like a natural endpoint. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, not that everything feels perfect, but it's just a a natural endpoint. Uh, I very much have that too. At some point, 
Yeah. And right now for me, it's around that 45 minute mark. Mm -hmm. um, I can push it out to an hour. Uh, but sometimes I feel like that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just pushing it. Yeah. It's like I'm just riding the clock, which I don't want it to be. Um, but same with me, 15 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, it takes about that long to, to get in. Uh, here's some people, and that may be great for them because it is a very individual thing. But I hear some people talking about a benefits of a five-minute meditation, a 10-minute meditation. And yeah, it is better than nothing, but I'm not even there. I was going to say, if you can clear your <laughs> mind that quick, that's amazing, and please teach yeah. me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's a lot of science behind it, too, of what getting into a deep meditation, it's a, I don't remember now, an alpha wave or something. Mm -hmm. So they can hook up stuff to your head and see when you get there yeah and see when <laughs> things actually calm down you get into a different uh i don't know electronic signal wave in your head and i could see five ten minute meditations and the aspect of to me it would be not resolving anything but clearing your mind to then focus on what you need to focus on because mm -hmm. i'll do that yeah you know, something will someone something will irritate me will you know, get me off track and then I'll be like, nope, can't, can't fix it. Can't do anything about it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to just push that off to the side. I'm not going to deal with it cause I can't. Mm -hmm. And, and then I'm going to focus on what I need to yeah. do. Yeah. So I, and, and if that's, you know, I guess you could, could consider that a, a kind of a quick meditation of just clearing your mind and, and then focusing yeah. on what you can affect. Mm -hmm. Um, it yeah. was funny. I, mm -hmm. I, I started reading a book that was given to me by two of like my favorite people that I've ever met. And I forgot they gave it to me. I forgot I had the book. I was just looking on our bookshelf for something to read. Oh yeah, that looks good. Couldn't even tell you the title of it. Mm -hmm. But it's all about praying in the spirit. And uh, the, the quick and dirty of the, the first two chapters, I think, is uh, he was raised very religious. Or no, he was raised not religious, came to religion. Um and I mean that religion and they, and was in very, um, uh, holy church. You know, you gotta be holy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> God, um, um, baptized in the Holy spirit, praying in tongues, all that decided to quit his job and pray in the spirit for eight hours a day. Cause now it's like, well, now my jobs, he's going to be a full-time minister. This is what the, the Lord's calling me to do. Mm -hmm. But he was too scared to preach. So he started a church and then had a local, like, next town over pastor come and oh. <laughs> teach at his church. Because he, he didn't know what and how or that he was able to do it. Yeah. So he decided, he, well, he just quit his job. At, I think it was a sawmill. So now he's going to pray eight hours a day. <clears throat> and it's, you know, a funny story of, you know, pray, pray, pray. Oh, it's been 15 minutes. What the heck? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, after, I think... One or two months, uh, a, lo a lady from a local church came and knocked on his, his prayer closet, which is a little room he built in, mm -hmm. uh, I think, a bowling alley where he was having his church services. And she's just like, you know, you still praying in the spirit? You know, you still doing it? And he's like, yep. She's like, you, know, you see any changes? And he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. at the three-month mark, she came back, invited him to like a little service that her church mm -hmm. was having. And so he went and he was all excited. 
and the guy's monotoned, you know, God mm-hmm. teaching, and he's just not even paying attention. Yeah. And then he gets a vision, and it's like, and he describes it as an X-ray of the little lady, the old lady sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. And he sees that her hips out of, you know, something's going on with her hip. Mm. So he leans over and asks her, and long story short, ends up that lady gets healed. Um, and it, it's funny because he's like, you know, can I pray for you? And of course she's like, sure you can thinking mm-hmm. that he's yeah. going to pray for her at some point later in the day. Yeah. And so he jumps up, grabs her legs, he yanks her out <laughs> by the ankles. And he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, so I close my eyes and I name, you know, I, I yell in Jesus name or in Jesus Christ's name. And then I did the most heartfelt, fervent, you know, uh, 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 faith-filled prayer I could think of. Yeah. What I didn't know is as soon as I said in Jesus Christ's name, her leg shot out six inches and was the same length of her, her other. And then I just kept praying for no reason <laughs> because my eyes were closed. <clears throat> but, and then there's more to it, but the whole mm-hmm. point of three months mm-hmm. of praying in the spirit, eight hours a day, struggling through it. Yeah. And then like he would hear the whistle of the sawmill mm-hmm. for their 15 minute break and he'd go take a break and come back in yeah. and he'd hear the whistle of the sawmill for lunch and he'd go take his lunch. And mm-hmm. so he's doing it like a job. Yeah. Three months later. And he's just like, I didn't even know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, the gift of faith came over me. It happened. Yeah. And then she invited him somewhere else. And then he makes a big scene at this potluck and yeah. you know, Oh, that's the guy that healed that lady. Mm-hmm. And you know, and they're like, you can't be, you know, oh, and that was the other Preparation. thing. Just after that, mm. some guy in a wheelchair, a wheelchair, I think, uh, either a wheelchair or something else. Basically, he's making a ruckus at this potluck mm. and the pastor sends the associate pastor over to kick him out. And just as he gets there, or no, it was during that church service, I think. It was just like, just as he gets to kick him out, he sees the miracle. Mm. And so then he's just like, I can't kick this guy right. out. <laughs> This would be wrong. And it's like, Kudos oh. for him for recognizing yeah. that. <laughs> and I'm sitting there yeah. like, well, I'm not praying in the spirit enough. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah, but it, but again, that's a man who then decided to dedicate, not knowing what he was doing, mm-hmm. not knowing how to do it. Just yeah. saying, I'm going to do this yeah. fervently as best I can. And he talks about, you know, his mind's wandering and, you know, this, yeah. and, and oh, that yeah. was what he said when the lady's like, Boy, you know, do you notice any differences? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, my, my tongue's sore and my jaw hurts and <laughs> I got a dry throat, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but three months of yeah. not knowing to then, and he in detail goes into, you know, the whole point of praying the spirits to edify yourself. It's the Holy Spirit praying yeah. that perfect prayer from when you were designed, mm-hmm. when God laid out the, the plan for your life. The things you were supposed to do, the Holy Spirit was there taking detailed notes. And when you pray in the spirit, he's praying those detailed Mm. notes of your life's Mm -hmm. um, destiny. I hate that word, but kind of that. Yeah. What you were made to do. He's praying that perfect prayer Mm -hmm. and edifying you to help get you in that, that, that direction. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, I've heard it put that way. Mm -hmm. I just didn't understand it until I started reading this and then well, I'm listening to another book of, uh, with, of Bill Johnson's and he, he dips into some of that too. Yeah. And it was just funny cause I've had this book from Bill Johnson on audible for a month mm-hmm. and I just decided to listen to it. And then I just picked this book up I've had for 
five years. Yeah. And it just started, and they're just mm-hmm. lining up. But yeah. not to get too far off track of meditation, it's not one thing. Yes. You know, exactly. In, in scripture, where it talks about, you know, praying always and, you know, um, doing these things all day long, all the time. And you're like, how the mm-hmm. heck do I pray all day right. long? Right. How do I meditate mm-hmm. all day long? Yeah. And it's, it's really just, in my opinion, and for me, staying focused on whatever it is the father's put in front of me for that moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. when we worked together, it was loving people. It was yeah. loving his children. Mm-hmm. Whatever that meant and looked like in each individual moment was mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Sometimes it was a pat on the shoulder. Sometimes it was a hug. Sometimes it was just listening. Sometimes it was giving a word that they needed to hear. Sometimes it wasn't giving the word that I knew they mm-hmm. needed to hear. Yeah. You know, sometimes it was overlooking um, their shortcomings or their, um, you know, offenses when they did, said or did something that offended me. Mm-hmm. And that was my time of learning, which I still don't have, but I have a much greater grasp on mm-hmm. loving his children. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a yeah. year f- specifically honed in, magnified, focused on loving his children. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. I didn't learn how to heal people. I didn't learn how to do whatever. Yeah. But I got a greater grasp on loving his children, mm-hmm. Which specifically his Christian children. Cause I think they're the hardest ones to love. They are very much so. <clears throat> yep. And that was a year. Yeah. Of eight to 12 hours a day mm-hmm. focused on loving his kids. Right. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that, you know, with talking about those books and stuff, that's so important, especially when you start a meditation practice, Mm -hmm. you know, like the wooden bird. Yeah. It's like, I don't, and like this guy you're talking about, it's like, okay, I didn't get anything out of that. I just wasted 30 minutes. I just wasted an hour. But man, the benefits you don't even know mm-hmm. because we're, we're thinking physical all the time when it's, there's things happening in the spiritual that sometimes we're just not intuitive enough to catch up on. Mm-hmm. We, we, we just can't perceive it. We don't have the sensitivity because we haven't practiced. We haven't trained. Exactly. You know, it's shooting yeah. a firearm. Mm-hmm. You hand a firearm to someone who's never shot before, they don't know their grip's wrong. They don't know their stance is wrong. Yeah. They don't know the, uh, you know, how tight or how loose or mm-hmm. where, where's, what do you hold tight and where do you loosen on your body? Exactly. You know, they don't yeah. know how to hone in that skill because they haven't been taught and they haven't practiced. Yeah. Yeah. And then even then, everything is a perishable skill. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be kept up. Oh, I noticed that. I'll go a couple of weeks without having any meditation time. And then the next time I sit down to do it, it's like, man, this was easier a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Dang it. But on the flip side of that, too, if I do it for two or three weeks pretty much every day, mm-hmm. then like I, I notice that I can sit down and just 
very quickly get into that uh, whatever brainwave it is that's a beneficial one yeah <laughs> that's different um, because there's a bunch of different techniques and I think all cultures um, because truth is truth I think they everybody stumbles on it somehow mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of their techniques from other cultures other religions I see very similar to what we would say is um, praying in tongues mm -hmm. um, because it does disengage the brain gives the you know it it, it puts it in neutral mm -hmm. for lack of a better phrase um, and allows things to happen spiritually and heightens your awareness um, and gets the brain out of the way brain gosh it's almost like religion it can be the enemy you know and that's the thing to battle Mm -hmm. But there's so many cool little truths, techniques out there that, um, like you mentioned, you know, doing guided meditations. I found those pretty beneficial for, it's like, ooh, I like what they said right there. Mm -hmm. That was that was cool. I'm going to use that when I'm doing an unguided mm -hmm. when I'm, or self-guided mm -hmm. meditation. Um, and there's so many... You know, like we were talking about, it's become popular enough now where there's some really cool apps, really cool, uh, I don't know, just accessible. Yeah. Um, you, in, don't, you don't have to go to the, the far east to some right, monastery to, exactly. to, to get the techniques exactly. or to get started. Yeah. Some of the uh, timers, like uh, Insight Timer and mm -hmm. whatnot, because um, a lot of the Buddhists will use bells. And every time they hear the bell, that reminds you, oh, <laughs> I'm meditating. That's right. <laughs> Stop thinking about work. Stop thinking about that irritating Man, person. And I that rice bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so some of those, when I'm doing a self-guided, um, I've set up a couple of those. Because um, you can save them on there. It's awesome. You can choose the kind of bell you want. It's like all this detail. And I, I think that's why I use the music. Because there'll mm -hmm. be lines when I don't even realize I'm listening that bring me back into, <gasps> oh, yeah, my and, mind and, was wondering. And some of those songs, because I made a playlist and, you know, they're on there for a reason. Yeah. They remind me of the promises. They remind mm -hmm. me of what he's already fulfilled. They remind me of certain things, you know, um, that bring me back to where I'm supposed to you know, bring me back into focus on what I'm supposed yeah. to be focused on. Um, yeah. That, that really, for me, they help because it's, it, you know, yeah. Especially the things it's like, man, look at, you know, not to be, I don't know the word, but you know, look at what the Lord has done mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. talking to myself. Yeah. It's like, look at all. I mean, if I sat down and gave my testimony from as far back as I can, pinpoint uh, he did this mm -hmm. to now i mean we could talk for hours yeah if i yeah. went into detail and even if i just generalized it, i could probably talk for two hours mm -hmm. about all all the things without going into great detail that he's done yeah. for me yeah and i think that meditation if you're again if you know it, if you're doing it for the right reason and you're you have a i guess pure heart of why you're doing it mm -hmm. man you could look back and see what God has done for you 
and you didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. You know, I can look at that situation and for, I mean, just the recent situations of, okay, I can look at the bad of how this didn't turn out the way I wanted it to and the way I thought it should. But then I can look at what did I get out of that and where, where am I now? Mm-hmm. And what has that provided me now? The freedom to do what I, what I'm called yeah. to do if I use that time wisely. Right. And I think that's, what's been the last six months is I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm in a whole uncharted territory of yeah. free time. <laughs> <clears throat> Done jumped out of the rut. I, I've jumped out of the rut into a field of possibilities that's that like, I have no whoa, idea. Yeah. Where do I go? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, right now it's like, you don't go anywhere. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. How, to how do I not do it? <laughs> well, how do I sit still? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how to do that. Right. And so I've been trying to fill that time with things that I probably shouldn't have. And it's not like they're evil or bad things. Right. It's just like, Oh, I just, I'm not mm-hmm. focused. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is a huge thing of meditation focus. Yeah. Like we talked about that. <clears throat> it really does quiet and focus mm-hmm. quiets the mind and all that. Um, mine right now, what I've been doing, I've tried the meditation cushion kind of thing. Um, because I like to get in a position to where in about 15 minutes, like you were saying that I can kind of forget about the body and, and get the body out of the way. That's easier to me than getting the mind out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's general for most people. Um, but lately, it's, well, lately, last couple of years, it's finding a com- comfortable, you know, whether it's my recliner or whatever, usually don't recline it, but just sitting in a comfortable place, having my hands, you know, not fingers laced or anything where blood's going to shut off and that limb or mm-hmm. appendage is going to start tingling because yeah. that gets me out of it. But it's just finding that spot, um, for you that where nothing's going to fall asleep, Yeah, where I can forget the body. Um, and I love that feeling after 15, 20 minutes, like, okay, yeah, I know I'm still here. It's not like some kind of weird, whatever yeah, kind of motion. Yeah. It's like, no, I just, I haven't moved my body. Everything is comfortable. Nothing's falling asleep. Yeah. So it's, it's comfortable and easy. Um, I always start with breathing and there's a gazillion different breathing things. Uh, two lamb Ronin tactics. He does a Zazen kind of breathing. And a lot of times I'll do that in the mornings. Um, you know, it's a, nine short kind of in breaths Mm -hmm. and then, and then taking a long, like a a six second in, you know, kind of a box breathing, Mm -hmm. um, and doing that two or three times, that whole system gets a lot of oxygen to the brain, kind of wakes the body up, get a lot of good blood flow going. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's so many different breathing things. See, that's why I just pray in the spirit. It does that too. And I don't have to think. Exactly. (laughs) And that's why I think so funny is we're on the same path, doing the same thing in completely different ways, different ways. Yep. Yeah. And again, with 
the focus of the father in mind. And yeah. it's, I think where people get worried, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to get so far off. You're going to go to some dark yeah. place and do some weird witchy crappy <laughs> thing. And it's, it's like, yes, that's possible. That's absolutely possible. But it's not probable when you're, when you have a group of people, your family, your wife, your friends, who are you're bouncing your thing. Again, iron sharpening iron. If mm-hmm. you come to me some, with some wacky stuff. Yeah. I'll be like, mm, I don't think so, Ken. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and two, I mean, again, when I first came into this, it was a, a, a trauma that brought me into it. I need some peace. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, screw it. I don't care what I get into. I've got to have some peace. Uh, but what came right next to that spirit came right to me. And it was like, right to me. He's in me. Um, it's like, well, don't. I live here, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you're in me. The whole kingdom of heaven, the entire friggin' kingdom <laughs> is within me. I have the mind of Christ. He's giving me discernment. And and we've talked about that before. It's like, okay, I can trust this. And there's been those things like, mm, no, yep, yep nope. Ephesians, and, get off the milk and get onto the meat. Yeah, let's let's get into the heavy, heavier stuff that's really going to be effective and away from the just behavioral modification again and allow him to teach you how to um how to do it yeah you know because again it's it's a personal thing it's some things might be similar some things might not mm-hmm. but don't be afraid to and just just ask him like you said yeah holy spirit told you Let's try this. Let's do this. This yeah. is going to work for you. Yeah. The, yes. <clears throat> that individual thing again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It's, it's again, if you're being persuaded by fear, it's probably wrong. Yeah. Anything guided by fear. In fact, I heard somebody say just recently uh, before making a decision, I forget what it had to do with, but before you do anything, if, if you have any fear, don't make a decision. Mm-hmm. You got to get rid of the fear first. You can't make a good decision under fear. Yep. So come to that that good spot. Um, and seek seek the counsel of the Creator of the universe. It's I right think that's here. That's a good place to start. Yep. And finish. Yeah. Because we're out of time. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> More squats. Oh. Oh, it got cold. Yeah, it did. I'm gonna, have, it, I'm gonna have to get a fireplace that's outside. Yeah, we need a outdoor fire thing before we start filming a bunch this winter. Yep.